Hello and welcome into another edition of Hawks on the Clock podcast. I'm your host, Annie Finberg. And with me today is national champion Villanova Wildcat, Dante DiVincenzo. Dante, tell me a little bit about your breakout performance in that national championship game. So it was just it was just every day, just working, ups and downs, no matter what, just come back the next day and work. And it's kind of that stone cutters mentality that coach talks to me about. Um, and that last day at the championship game, I uh, just happened to be the last game of the year and it just broke for me. Congratulations. Thank that you. was huge. I've never seen a college team play like that before. Yeah, so it was it was a fun one. That run. was really awesome. Did you consider putting your name in before those two breakout performances? Um I did. I didn't think about it, but I it was a it was a thought of mine a little bit, but um I didn't think I was gonna get an invite to the combine. I thought I was gonna just get feedback of where I stood and um I think that count uh, that that game kinda helped me a lot. And speaking of the combine, you just wrapped that up. You had a great performance. Um, you tied for the the highest vertical leap. Yes. Tell fans what more they can see from you. Obviously, there's athleticism. Obviously, there's shooting. What else do you bring to the table? Just playing hard every possession. Um, I kind of use my athleticism. I mean, you'll see you'll see dunks here and there, but I kind of use that just just for rebounds and just being able to alter shots and um, just being able to defend because when I'm guarding bigger guys, I got to use my athleticism to try to slow them down and try to make it more difficult for them. So when people talk about the Wildcats, I hear a lot about a championship mentality. Tell me a little bit about that and how you think that will help you once you enter the NBA. Um, because we don't think about it, honestly. Um, we just go in every day and just try to get better every single day. We just go in and just try to work as hard as we possibly can um, and not think about results. And without thinking about results and playing hard every day, results come. And uh, that was the biggest thing for us. That's good. I like that. Um, Bleacher Report and a few other mock drafts have you going at number 30. The Hawks have the 30th pick in the draft. What would it mean to you to be an Atlanta Hawk? It would be awesome. Um, Honestly, it is a great city. They're they're building up. They have a lot of young guys that just are eager to get after it, eager to get some wins. New coach from Philly, so I'm familiar with um, him and Philly. So it would be it would be a good connection there, and just just being able to start in such a great city. And you only have six days to declare, decide whether or not you're going to go back to school. You know, you had those two huge games. You had a great performance at the combine. Is there really anything else you need to see or do to decide to go into the draft? Well, I have two more. I have two more workouts after this. I, have, I go to Brooklyn tomorrow and then Golden State, and then I'll sit down with both both of those um, teams and we'll talk. And then sit down with Coach Wright, and we'll have a conversation and just gather all the information together, and then we'll just go from there. So. A few of your teammates are also in this year's draft projected to go fairly high as well. Are you guys able to go through this together and kind of like guide each other step by step? Um, Actually, we don't really talk about it um, just because we support each other. um, But we all have our different paths um, and we're all over the all over the country right now. So, I mean, we don't get a lot of time to talk to one another about it. But I mean, we'll stay in touch, ask how the workouts went. Um, But other than that, we just support each other, what everybody does. So if you do decide to stay in the draft, I looked on your Instagram page. It looks like, you know, you like to get dressed up, right? Do you, yeah. you like to be stylish? Yeah. Have you thought at all about two questions, what you're going to wear on draft night if you, if you stay it, in yeah. and two, who you're going to be with, where you're going to be on that night? That's a good question. Um, I want to be with my family. Um, I don't want anything real big. I just want something small with my family and close friends. And what I will be wearing is something simple, but I try to be stylish at the same time. Simple but stylish. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Well, that is it. Dante DiVincenzo, the national champion. You know, we're okay now. I feel like, I feel like we've made up throughout, <laughs> yep. throughout this podcast. Thank you so much, Dante, and good luck with the rest of your workouts. Thank you very much.
Welcome back to Hawks on the Clock podcast. I'm your host, Annie Finberg. And with me now is Aaron Holiday from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Aaron, how'd your workout go? Uh, I think it went all right. Um, I thought I really showed that I can compete well, play defense, and just on the offensive end, just run the team. Uh, my shot didn't fall too much when we was up and run, but it's all good. I'll fix it by the time I, everything else goes down. So. And what number workout is this for you? This is number two. Um, and you are projected to go in the first round. Yes. Hawks have three first round picks. Mm-hmm. How does playing for the Hawks sound to you? Uh, it sounds great, actually. Uh, so I went to school with Nick Ressler, uh, obviously the owner. That's his father. So it's a lot of familiar faces around here. Obviously, Ryan Silverstein's out here as well. And I went to school with him, too. I played basketball with him. So it'll be cool to obviously be around familiar faces and organization is great uh they just built this practice facility it's amazing so i think atlanta is a good fan base and everything like that so i think it'll be great to to come out here and play for them so you entered the draft last year kind of mm-hmm. tested the waters went back to school what do you think that did for you and, and how did you grow in that year back at school i just went back with the mindset of coming out to be lottery um i just wanted to show everything i can my first two years i didn't get to show as much this year i had to go back and just play hard and play well for us to win so that enabled me to pretty much show everything I could do which I felt like I did pretty good yeah and I think you did do that you you (laughs) changed a little bit you know from being you know Lonzo's right hand man to Mm -hmm. being the man Mm -hmm. what was that like for you and how do you think that that has prepared you to be in the league well I've always been that man uh even since high school uh, I've been able to be that main guy scorer and leader that I needed to be so it wasn't much of a change for me uh Getting to the next level, I'm going to have to be the same thing, a leader, and play well every night. So it just prepared me for what's to come. And obviously, Justin and Drew are both in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's it like having two brothers by your side, not only your brothers, but they're both NBA players? It's great. Uh, You see the ups and downs of the league at an early age, so you already know what's happened and what's to come when you get there. So it's obviously awesome just seeing them do well and obviously mature over the last couple of years and and get to where they want to be in life, pretty much. And I'm just trying to catch up. Is there one piece of advice either of them have given you that you've carried throughout this process? I mean, really just to play defense and have fun. Uh, that's the really main two things that I can do. And once I do that, uh, everything's just free-flowing for me. And I usually play pretty well, so that's pretty much it. And they're closer in age than you are to them, mm-hmm. right? So what's it going to be like for you to go up against them at the pro level? Um, obviously, I want to beat them, uh, being the youngest one. A lot of games were lost playing against them when I was younger, so it's my, I guess you could say the second time I'll be able to play against them or with them uh, if any of them decide to go where I go, but it'll be fun. Obviously, I want to beat them if I play against them for sure. So So it's not so much brotherly love when you guys get to the court. (laughs) I mean, obviously not when we get to the court. We're probably going to go at it a lot. Uh, Obviously, I want to win, so I just want to come out on top pretty much. That's all I could do. Do you feel like you'd bring almost a little bit more when you know you're facing one of your brothers? Um, I don't know because I haven't played against him in a while, so we'll figure that out. I mean, it's possible, obviously, being the youngest one to win, so I don't know. We'll have to see. And you're known for your abilities on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. How have you really been able to refine your craft on the defensive side? I think sometimes, you know, we see these college players coming in great offensively, but defense isn't always there. How have you refined that? Just my will to play defense. Uh, It's just you got to want to do it. And I feel like I have that niche in me. Uh, Just come out and try to play hard every single night. No matter who it is, no matter how tall they are, I can get in front of somebody and stop them. So that's what I'm going to try to do every night. 
Do you think that gives you an edge entering the draft, your defensive abilities? For sure. I don't think many people in this draft play defense like I do. I mean, a lot play defense, but not the way I do. I mean, I like Javon Carter from uh, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I like the way he plays defense, but there's not many of us out there. And basketball aside, what do you do when you're not hooping? What do you do to kind of relax, sit back? Just hang out with my family, really. Uh, my friends and family. Um, I like to go golfing. I go to the golf range a little bit and just bowling, too. You know, this is a big golf team. Kent Bazemore okay. is a big golfer. So if you were to come here, he would definitely show you the ropes. Golf for is, sure. Golf we're going to have to make that happen for sure. And are you playing any video games right now? Not really, no. I used to, but it kind of fell off. Yeah, it's good. Keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that is Aaron Holiday, UCLA Bruin, joining us on Hawks on the Clock podcast. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you. Best of luck to you. Appreciate it. Welcome back to Hawks on the Clock podcast. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and joining me now out of Arizona, Raleigh Alkins. Raleigh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me out here. <laughs> you know, it was all my decision. <laughs> they, they wanted, they said, you know, let me ask the social media coordinator who should we bring. <laughs> it was totally up to me. Um, how's it going? How was your workout? Oh, man, it was great. You know, I feel like, it, first of all, I want to thank uh, Atlanta Hawks for having me. I appreciate them for having me in for the workout. And, um, you know, I was just giving them my all, playing hard. That's the most important thing. You know, they all, they all know we all can play. The six guys, we all here. We're all here for a reason. They just want to see, um, you know, what separates you. And I believe you were just in Sacramento. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What's that like for you to be oh, on one man. side of the country, <laughs> come back, you know, be ready? I'll tell you this. So I did the combine in Chicago last week. So straight from the combine, I went straight to LA. That's like my home base where I'm training. I went to LA for one day. Then I went to Sacramento. And then now I'm back in the East Coast. So it's like a bunch of traveling, a bunch of flights. And, a bunch uh, of time changes. A bunch too, right? of time changes. I don't know what time it is now, but <laughs> I know it's like probably 6 a.m. in LA right now. It's 11 here almost. So <laughs> close enough. Um, so that has to be kind of exhausting. How do you mentally stay in the game uh, just, through all that? You know, just determination. You know, I feel confident in myself, and, uh, you know, it's how bad you want it. I want it really bad. So, you know, you, you, try, you tend to do things that out of the ordinary just to get what you want. And I feel like it's all going to pay off. And as you said, you just wrapped up the combine. How do you think that went for you? Oh, man, it went great. You know, I tested well. Uh, everyone's situation is different. With me, I went to the combine last year. So my main focus was just upgrading all the scores from last year, getting better. You know, it's crazy. I actually grew. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to oh. get taller. So I got taller, you know, a quarter inch, two inches. But, uh, you know, I feel like it still, still matters. Yeah. And, um, Are you sure it's not the hair? <laughs> it's not the hair. <laughs> but, um, you know, all my other skill testers like Bert and all that stuff, yeah. they all, you know, either stayed the same or got better. So that's the most important thing. Good. Um, and you're listed as a guard, yeah. but I've heard you talk about positionless yeah. Raleigh. Um, <laughs> what is that like for you, especially in an era where basketball is really becoming a positionless sport? Yeah. How do you feel like, you know, you're in a good spot transitioning to the NBA? Yeah, well, talking to these teams, you know, that's something that they they embrace with me, that they like about me. And, you know, it's, a, it's always a great feeling when you you see others value you the way you value yourself. So I feel like uh, if you look at the finals and the playoffs right now, the Boston Celtics, um, the Cavs, the Houston Rockets, especially, they they don't have any positions. They just have guys out there on the court. It's a bunch of like it's like five guards at times, you know. So I feel like you know it's just harder harder playing uh, basketball, and you know that positionless basketball where you can switch everything. Mm -hmm. It's starting to be the the era of the game. It's fast paced, and I feel like you know any team, whatever team that I I go to, 
that's something I'll try to bring to the team. And so what positions do you feel comfortable guarding? Any of them? Any, one through five? Yeah, one through five. <laughs> so that'll transition me into my next question. You're from Arizona. Yes. DeAndre Ayton is yep. obviously um, you know, projected to go. Mm -hmm. Number one pick or close to that. So I'm sure you had to guard him oh, in yeah, practice, yeah. right? What was that like for you? It was, it was great. You know, DeAndre, obviously, you know, he, he speaks for himself. He's a great player. And um, I feel like whatever team gets him is going to get a monster. You know, his potential is uh, unlimited. And I feel like um, guarding him in practice got me better, too. And also because he had to guard me, too. So it wasn't just like me. It wasn't one-dimensional, me guarding him and him not guarding me. So, you know, it was also uh, we were going at it. There were days in practice where we all would, like, we would get the better of each other. But uh, it was pretty equal. But you felt like you could guard him pretty well? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's, you know, he's a great player. So. Yeah. yeah. And so him and, and other guys are in the draft. What's it like for you to have your teammates by your side to go through this? Are you guys, like, guiding each other or, you know, keeping in touch through your workouts? Definitely. You know, um, every like I said, everyone's situation is different. You know, DeAndre probably got to do, like, one to three workouts. <laughs> you know, with me, it's like, uh, you know, eight to ten. But um, I feel like... I feel like every day we we talk we we have a group chat even with the team that we from last year we we still talk on that and then uh, me DeAndre and Alonzo we talk individually at times you know just to check on each other see how we're doing. You just finished your sophomore season, correct? You yeah. um, decided to forego your last two years of eligibility. What ultimately went into that decision? Um, I just felt like I was mentally ready and I was physically ready. Last year. Um, I tested the waters and I got great feedback and I, I got information from teams of what they wanted to see from me. And so coming back to school, my main focus was uh, to showcase that and also win. And I feel like we won. Like, uh, you know, if you think about all the outside stuff that we, we went through, mm -hmm. I feel like to overcome that stuff and still win championships, that was a great, great yeah. accomplishment for us. And, um, you know, playing, playing for Arizona, you have, a lot, you have to play with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, but um, I think that we had a great year. And that, you know, what you guys all went through, that has to help you mentally prepare for something like the NBA, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Is there anyone in the league that you're looking forward to facing? Someone that you've followed throughout, you know, growing up? <laughs> you know, right now as a rookie in the league, I got to be looking forward to face anyone. Yep. <laughs> I can't, uh, you know, any t anyone in the NBA right now. I can't just say, uh, go to the NBA saying, I'm ready to face LeBron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to the other guys to get to LeBron. But um, I feel like, um, you know, just I'm happy to be there in the NBA, and um, you know I'm just gonna approach it with a ha um, take it with a happy approach and just uh, be blessed with the opportunity to be on the court right now. And so we just hired a new coach, a young coach, oh, yeah. and he's preaching defense, he's preaching youth, he's preaching development. Um, obviously, you're a young, developing player. How do you think you'd fit into our system? Oh man, I I, I love Coach Lloyd. You know, I I met with him twice, and I feel like. Well, I met with him twice, one when he was at Philly and one when he was in Atlanta. So, you know, we, we connected and I feel like um, his approach on the court is defense. And that's something that I that's why I believe that I, that's going to be my ticket to the NBA. So, you know, that's something that I tried to showcase today was defense. Showcase this year was defense, you know, playing under Coach Miller. He's kind of like Coach Lloyd and defensive, that defensive mentality. So, you know. Coach Lloyd, me and him, we, we kind of see the same things with uh, defense and competitiveness. He, that's all he wants to see. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows guys are great players, like I said in the beginning. You know, everyone's here for a reason. He just wants to see what separates you. Awesome. What are you doing when you're not preparing for the draft? Anything? Video games? <laughs> hanging out with friends? You know, uh, this whole pre-draft process, I was doing three-a-days. So wow. by the time the workouts are over, you're just pretty much tired and ready for bed. So, like, it would, it would be from nine to five. And then uh, 
you go do some recovery stuff, you know, cryotherapy, massage, uh, all that stuff. And then by that time, you don't even want to really go out or do yeah. anything. You don't want to. I'm literally just probably at home playing video games, talking to friends, uh, my family. What video games are you playing? I'm playing 2K. I'm not Fortnite. I don't okay. like Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I tried Fortnite one day, and um, you know, I I really didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of just moving around. Just turned it off. You know, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know about it. Yeah. No, that's good. That's. I say it's the video game sweeping the nation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that will wrap it up. Raleigh Alkins, thank you so much for taking the time. It's very nice to meet you. Good yeah. luck to you. No, thank you. Thanks for having me.